0: Hey, real quick, if you like this show and have found the content to be useful in your life as an ambitious working mom, would you take two minutes to rate and write a review? Reviews are the most useful way to get this show in front of other working moms that are looking to create balance. So if you've adopted me as your working mom coach, I'd appreciate if you take a moment to rate and review the show now. Thanks for your time and on to the episode. Hey, working moms. In today's podcast, I'm talking about overwhelm. Overwhelm is one of those emotions that feels like it kind of just happens to us, like we don't have any control over it. But I think overwhelm is your brain's attempt to talk to you. It's trying to tell you, hey, you've got a lot of things going on, a lot of decisions to make. Can you tell me what's most important? When we see overwhelm as a sign to stop and process through the outstanding questions that we have, we can begin to leverage overwhelm instead of feeling bogged down by it. In this episode, I will walk you through three steps to leveraging overwhelm so that you can feel more free, confident, and energized. You know, sort of the opposite of feeling overwhelmed. You ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom Podcast, the place for women who want to balance their ambitious career goals with their life as a mom. If you're looking to feel more confident, decisive, and productive at both work and home, then this is the place for you. I'm your host, Rebecca Olson. Let's get to it. Hey, Working Moms. I am coming to you today as I write this podcast on day six of our family in quarantine together. That is my husband, my four-year-old, and my seven-year-old, and myself all trapped together in a house where no one can go anywhere <laughs> where my husband and I are just trying to keep screen time to a minimum where we are each trying to then recover ourselves and where our kids of course are waking up in the middle of the night with coughing and there's constant meltdowns and we are just making it through this time but truly we have been making the most of it. There has been some very sweet moments. That actually reminded me of some of the earlier times of sheltering in place when COVID first started. And for sure, there will be some memories that come out of this time. So I came down with COVID first and I'm sure I got it on my trip a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know I had it for many days. I had actually come home from the trip with a sore throat, but the night before that, I had like danced my heart out to this amazing cover band and I had belted out all of these songs. So my assumption was that my sore throat was just from that. But then of course, the next day I still had that sore throat and then the next day and it didn't go away. And then I started to not feel well. We had tried our best to stay safe at this event. My coach actually brought in an entire COVID team to test us every single day. So I had tested negative for five days in a row before I even got on that plane to come home with that sore throat. So I assumed, I really did assume I didn't have COVID that came from this dancing that I did the night before. But of course, eventually I did test positive. And then even though my son who didn't have any symptoms was under the age of five, he couldn't go to preschool. And then my daughter ended up testing positive two days later and along with my husband. And so then finally my son started to show symptoms. And so here we are in a whole nother week of quarantining together. Now, Of course, there's a lot of emotions going on around all of this. There's been an avoidance of getting this virus for like the last two years. There's been fear about getting this virus. So much of our entire lives has been in an upheaval to attempt not to get it, right? Childcare, schools, activities, it's all been disrupted in an attempt to stop this very deadly virus that some people get. So then... There's this moment where you have to come to terms with the fact that I have it and my whole family has it, something that we've been avoiding having, that we've oriented our lives around not having. Now we have it. There's a lot of emotion there. And there's a lot of emotion watching your kids feel sick. And there's a lot of emotion that comes when you're feeling kind of helpless because none of us can go to the store. We're not supposed to leave our house. We need our friends and our family to go pick up groceries and medicine. There's a lot of emotion as we cancel plans that we've made, including my parents that were going to be in town for an entire week. There's a lot of emotion as my husband and I try to navigate just the bare minimum for work, because we're also navigating the childcare. And there's a lot of emotion as my brain questions over and over and over again. Am I doing the right thing? Am I handling this right? Am I managing all of this okay? You know, today, as I write this podcast, it's Monday morning, there's still a lot of uncertainty around how the week is going to unfold. And if either kid is going to eventually be able to go back to school, we have to sort all of that out. And we have to make sure everybody's feeling well. We have to justify the sick time that my husband is taking with his employer. And then for me, I'm trying to justify the amount of time that I'm working or not working and just trying to sort out what expectations I should have for ourselves and our work time. It's overwhelming and justifiably so. So today, I want to talk about overwhelm, because we as working moms describe life as being overwhelming all of the time, not just in the midst of COVID, but just in the midst of managing work and home life. Many people would say it's overwhelming. So let's start with talking about the experience of overwhelm. First, you know, overwhelm is an emotion, right? It's an emotion that every human being feels sometimes on a very consistent basis. And I think for a lot of working moms, it comes almost as like a go-to emotion. Overwhelm is an emotion our body goes to whenever we can't wrap our brains around something, right? When we can't see the end, we're not really sure of the outcome. It's an emotion that comes with uncertainty and doubt and where we don't exactly know what to do or where to focus. It's an emotion often associated with decision-making, whether that's deciding to do something big, like should I change jobs or maybe something little, like what's the first task I should do today? Or should I pick up my baby when she cries or should I let her cry it out? Overwhelm comes with a lot of decision-making and just being a mom is overwhelming because there isn't a rule book. There's no real certainty around parenthood particularly with your first, because every little decision, every big decision, it kind of feels like, I don't know exactly what to do. And so you just have to decide and you kind of hope and you pray you're okay. And there's a lot of overwhelm as you go through the process of weighing all of the pros and cons and all of the possibilities and all of the decisions that are out there, right? Just motherhood itself can feel like an overwhelming experience because of the amount of uncertainty. The first thing I really want you to hear around overwhelm is it's one, normal, it's a very human experience. And two, it tends to come about when there is uncertainty, doubt, and decision making. The second thing I want you to know about overwhelm is that it's a safety emotion. Your brain uses it whenever something doesn't feel comfortable or safe. Remember, your brain's primary function is to keep you safe and alive. And that is both in a physical sense and in an emotional one. So let me give you an example of this. You know, Monday morning is often a time that feels overwhelming to people. You have a long list of tasks to get done. And unless you're like super on it, that list is probably not organized by importance. So when you look at everything that needs to get done for the week, how do you feel? Overwhelmed? Like there isn't enough time to get it all done? So what do you do when you're looking at that list and you're feeling overwhelmed? Likely you do one of two things. You either pick the simplest thing for like an easy check mark. So you kind of feel good, right? Or you don't do any of it. And you busy yourself with like checking email or kind of buffering by going to get a snack or checking your voicemail or checking social media, right? Doing something that feels sort of like maybe you're doing something, but you're not really doing the things that are most important. And your brain does that. You do one of those two things because that feels safe to you. It kind of feels like you're being sort of productive, even though you're not really doing the things that you know that you're supposed to do. You're not expelling too much energy. You don't have to worry about if you're maybe working on the wrong thing or you've picked the wrong thing, right? Your brain is doing what is safe and easy. So let's take a big example of this as a safety emotion, deciding if you want to start looking for another job that is a big decision. And it's a definitive decision that has a lot of implications on both you and your family, or at least your brain thinks so. And so you want to make sure that it's the right decision. And needing to make sure something is right almost always brings about an emotion of overwhelm. And when you're thinking about making a decision about your job and you're feeling overwhelmed, what do you do? You likely keep weighing the pros and cons. You kind of casually browse jobs, but you don't really commit to leaving. Maybe you kind of ignore the decision altogether for a while and you decide that you might decide a little bit later when it gets a little bit easier. You know, the deferring of the actual decision and weighing all of those pros and cons, it sounds like a good idea in your brain, but really it's just your brain keeping you safe and keeping you from actually deciding and making a commitment because it doesn't want you to get it wrong. So overwhelm is an emotion your brain uses to keep you safe, to make you taking safe action that feels less threatening or less scary. Now, the third thing I want you to know about overwhelm is it doesn't feel good in your body. Emotions actually have a physical sensation in our body. All of them do. So I want you to take a moment and stop and try to describe for yourself that feeling of what's going on in your body when you feel overwhelmed. For me, because I've been feeling a lot of overwhelm today and over the last couple of days, what it feels like is it feels like my heart really fluttering, like there's a lot of movement happening in my chest. My breath feels a little bit faster. The actual sensations in my body associated to that feeling, they don't feel good. And when something feels physically uncomfortable, our usual response is to end the discomfort as quickly as possible. Now, the problem is how I see many women handle this uncomfortable feeling, which is what we're going to talk about in the rest of this podcast, really, because how I see a lot of women handling it is by not handling it, ignoring it, pushing through it. And whenever we ignore or push through an emotion without actually dealing with it, it doesn't really go away. It gets stuffed. It gets ignored. It pops up later and usually a lot more fiercely kind of becomes like this undertone to everything. Things that aren't usually that overwhelming then all of a sudden become overwhelming because you haven't really dealt with the overwhelm of some of the other situations in life. And then your days kind of feel harder and you come home, you're more exhausted than you should be. You have a harder time kind of letting go and being present. You know, so we don't actually want to ignore or push through. We want to leverage the overwhelm. And I'm going to walk you through... The things that I do when I feel overwhelmed, and what I did even this morning before I sat down to write this podcast in order to really feel, process through, and then leverage the overwhelm that I was experiencing. Okay, so I'm gonna walk you through the process of leveraging overwhelm. The first thing I want you to do when you're feeling overwhelmed is I want you to write everything down, everything. Get out a piece of paper and a pen. You could take notes on your phone or your computer, that's okay too. And I want you to write everything down, get it all out of your head. I call this a thought download. And the point is to purge every little thing. Like the point is to air out everything going on inside of your brain so you can actually see what's in there and deal with it. As long as your thoughts and questions and anxieties feel somewhat hidden in your brain, you really can't do anything with them. So go on a hunt, find all of your thoughts and feelings and anxieties, the good, the bad, the ugly, particularly write all of the ugly ones down, really search for those. Searching for those thoughts or finding really those thoughts, they might sound pretty horrible. Like, you're such a terrible mom. You never make the right choice. You don't even know what you're doing. You're doing it wrong. Somebody else would do it better, right? You're searching for those really extremist thoughts that you know aren't true, but they're in there and you're thinking them. And so your head... Is causing a whole lot of overwhelm because they're in the background running, right? So you wanna find all of those thoughts, even though you know those extremist thoughts aren't true. As you're going about the process of thought downloading, I then want you to notice all of the questions that begin to surface. You can even make like a separate column on your paper for questions. Like here were a few of mine that surfaced this morning during my thought download. Am I working enough? Am I being lazy and entitled? Should I be getting more done? How are we going to pay for summer camp registration? Right? Some of them are practical. Some of them are kind of more deep or philosophical, but my brain had a whole bunch of questions that it was asking me as I went through this thought download. And I want you to write all of those down because these are the questions that become the roadmap out of overwhelm. So you want to capture all of them. The answers to these questions are going to calm down your brain. And your brain is actually offering these questions up for you as a clue as to what's overwhelming you. So in the next step, you're going to start to answer them. Now, Sometimes I like to answer the questions quite literally one by one. Okay, first question, am I working enough? What do I think? Yes or no? Why do I think that? Right? You might literally just take each question and answer them. And sometimes you might actually just see a theme in your questions like there was for me today. There was this theme that my brain was asking me which was are you doing it wrong? Like everything that I questioned was about am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong? Am I working enough? Am I doing enough at work? Am I spending enough time with the kids? Are we managing their screen time enough? Like all of these questions had this undertone of am I doing this right or wrong? So I answered my brain as it asked this question and I said no, I am not doing it wrong. And then I want you to notice something because the more you answer your questions, the more questions are going to arise. Your brain is going to offer you a couple more questions like follow ups. So when my brain asked me, Am I doing it wrong? And I said, No. The next question that popped up into my head was, Well, how do you know that? So then I answered that one. I literally listed out all of the reasons why I knew how I was handling this quarantine and juggling working and tending to my family. I answered how I knew I was doing it right. So after writing for a couple of minutes, a next natural question surfaced because I started to feel better about all of my choices because I was thinking about how I was doing everything right. And my brain said, okay, you're doing everything right. How do you want to handle this upcoming week of quarantining? I started to answer that question. I wrote down the milestones that I wanted to hit this week while balancing being at home with my kids and having them run around and it not be quiet and not having all of the time that I want to have to work. I wrote down my goals for the week that were very practical and that I felt were doable within this circumstance of being home. And then another natural question surfaced, which was, well, how do you know these are the right things to focus on? And so I answered that question. It's almost like having a conversation with yourself and writing it all down and putting it all down on paper. By the end, the overwhelm a hundred percent will have subsided. Maybe it won't be completely gone, but it won't feel so in control of you. It just can't because you've answered all of the questions that had been piling up in your brain that was causing you to feel overwhelmed in the first place. Because remember, overwhelm happens with uncertainty, doubt, and questions. So if you start to chip away question by question at what's going on in your brain, you will naturally start to chip away at the overwhelm that your body is experiencing. So I'm going to be honest and say this process really isn't all that hard. And it didn't take me all that long to do. The hardest part was sitting down to do it because it doesn't really feel productive at first. Your brain is going to put up a big fight and tell you, you really should just start checking your email and checking and like answering questions of other people instead of sitting down to look at your brain and get out of overwhelm, right? It's going to feel more productive to check more things off of your list than to stop for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, however long you want to take to do this. It's going to feel more productive to check more things off of your list than to sit down and do this. But in reality, the energy that you have coming out of the overwhelm, the clarity in your brain, your ability to problem solve, Like you're going to be so much more effective and productive at tackling whatever questions or whatever tasks that you have to do that is overwhelming you when you have a clear brain and when you're not feeling overwhelmed, you're going to get so much more done in the end. But what it's going to take you is to stop at first and like regroup with your brain and get yourself out of overwhelm first. For me, sitting down to do the work when I haven't really been working over the last six days, my brain said, for sure, answering emails and connecting with my assistant, who I basically ignored, was the most pressing thing to do. And of course, I have this podcast that I know I needed to write. And what was I even going to write about? I hadn't even thought about that. And my brain put up this whole big fight. And I had to intentionally sit down, despite all of the obstacles in my brain that were telling me there were other things that would be more productive. I had to sit down intentionally and say, no, I know this is the most important thing I could do. Getting myself out of overwhelm is going to make my podcast go easier. It's going to make my communication with my assistant go easier. I'm going to have a better plan. My brain still put up the fight to do all of the work. Your brain is still going to put up a fight to do this work. But you're an ambitious woman juggling the demands of your career and being an amazing mom. I know that you can do hard things, and this is going to feel hard at first, but it's going to get easier, I promise you. So here's the quick recap. You know, next time you're feeling overwhelmed, I want you to stop. I want you to do a thought download. That's step one. I want you to note all of the questions that your brain brings up in that download. That's step two. And then I want you to start answering those questions. And if your brain brings up more questions, you have to answer those two until there isn't any more questions to ask. And that's the last step. Working moms, I know that you can do this. And as a result, not only will overwhelm go away, but you're going to feel so much more powerful and in control. You're going to start to be more productive. You're going to become a more productive and confident decision maker because you aren't making decisions and responding out of a place of overwhelm, but you're able to get yourself out of it and step more into your confident strategic brain and make decisions from that place. I can't wait to hear how this all works for you, as I know it has been a powerful exercise for me. All right, working moms, let's get to it. Hey, before you go, I want to take a moment and tell you about an opportunity to speak with me directly. If you've been listening to this podcast and still feel like you need help balancing a fulfilling career with motherhood, then I encourage you to schedule a free breakthrough call. On this call, We will get crystal clear on exactly what it is you want out of your career and how you want to balance that with motherhood. And then we'll craft next steps for you to start moving toward a more calm and fulfilling working mom life. Head over to www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.com forward slash book to apply for this free call. Till next week and working moms, let's get to it.